This right. is an eight iron, and it's a dead shank. Wow. Way right. Oh, Takes a, a hop off the path. You gotta be kidding me. Very tough pitch shot right here. You gotta hit it into the hill. One hop up and bite, and it's in. Kind of like that. Hey everyone, it's Jason from the Sub 70 Podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Our guest this week is Patrick Sullivan. Patrick plays on the Web.com Tour. Interesting story. Uh, played professional golf, then became a golf professional at a club, back to professional golf, and now he's made it all the way to the Web.com Tour on his way back. Uh, really interesting to talk to of his perspective of, of kind of being in his mid-30s and competing against the kids and what the experience does. He's just a great guy. And uh, I know I'm not supposed to root for people, but it's hard not to root for Patrick. Uh, if you follow golfers on social media, he's a really good follow. He's at, uh, at the at symbol Sullivan Golf on Twitter, two L's in Sullivan. I really enjoy the time with Patrick. So I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. And uh, let's hope Patrick has a great year on the web.com tour. Thanks for listening. Without uh, further ado, here's the conversation. Well, I would like to welcome Web.com tour player Patrick Sullivan to the Sub-70 podcast. Patrick, thanks for taking the time this evening to join us. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely, Jason. Thanks for having me. Well, I know that uh, you're in San Antonio this week for a Web.com event at the Briggs Ranch. Uh, how's the course setting up for you? What are you working on? How's the game feeling? Uh, well, I mean, I love the golf course. The golf course is, is phenomenal. It's in, it's in great shape. Um, awesome layout. Uh, probably one of my favorite golf courses that we play out here um and you know just from the practice rounds that we played um you know monday and tuesday the golf course i thought was playing perfect it was firm fast greens bouncing but uh you know as typical web.com fashion it uh rained all day today <laughs> um, which happens a lot out here unfortunately it's uh, where the joke is is you know if you're having a drought um just have us come play a tournament because it seems to rain every time we come um but uh so i'm still sure I, I've, I've heard that the golf course drains pretty well i know it's kind of a sandy site so you know hopefully it'll get back you know drain pretty well and get back to as firm as it was um because you know I, we need to play I, I feel like we need to play a little more golf courses like that it's just it's just fun you know and it really brings out the good ball strikers and good thinkers, you know, because it's just not throwing darts necessarily. When it gets real soft like that, do the, do the bombers have such an advantage with those soft fairways where if you can hit it high and you can hit it far and that fairway eventually, you know, essentially becomes wider because of the conditions, does it, does it yeah, truly favor I mean, a little bit out there for the, for the really big I hitters? think it depends on the, it depends on the golf course, but I, I think it, it's more, you know, you know, when it, when it gets soft, especially when the greens get soft, you, you know, the ball strikers, it's, it's just hitting a number. It's kind of the main goal. You know, it's who can pretty much just hit one number. And I think when it gets firm, then you kind of got to, you got to think, okay, where do I have to land this to get it close to the hole? Do I have to use some slopes, you know, cause it's like, and you just got to think and you got to, you know, if you, you can't necessarily hit it at every flag. Some flags are just impossible to get close to. Um, so you got to think of where, okay, where's my leave? And, and I think that's, you know, when, when the golf course gets soft, then I think it just, 
you know, it's just kind of mindless golf, essentially, is what it is. And, you know, guys that are hitting it good right that week, but it's just it turns into a putting contest, I think. Um, and, so, and in some courses, yeah, if it's a wider golf course, then, yeah, it, it can definitely – definitely side favor the bombers but um you know i mean out here everybody can play and so you know who's to say a shorter hitter just doesn't have a really good week with the irons which you know which does happen um and there's always going to be some shorter hitters up there but yeah there's certain golf courses definitely we play that do favor bombers well you're not gonna have to twist my arm to to find a golf course that's fast (laughs) and firm plays a hell of a lot more fun than just hit and you know, hit to oh, here and yeah. hit to be there, right? Like I, I love links golf. And I think most golfers who really love golf love when those conditions come into play in a golf course, we have oh, to think yeah. your way I around mean, it. Yeah. I, I definitely love, I love setups like that. Cause I feel like, you know, I feel like I, I play better at setups like that because I'm, I, I want to think I want to be engaged. I want to be, you know, and I, I embrace those conditions and there's certain guys that don't necessarily do it. You know, they may think, well, that, you know, that pins there and then it's just impossible. I can't, I can't fly it and get it close to the hole. It's like, you know, I, I kind of accept it and accept and love the challenge of it. And so, you know, that's where having that mindset helps too. So, you know, so hopefully, like I said, hopefully it'll get back to firm. But I know, you know, when we get into the Midwest in the summer, it's just impossible. We're playing bent grass greens during the summer, in June, July. It's just impossible to get them that firm, unfortunately. And so, you know, you know, it's just nice to have, have one that's, you know, you got to think your way around and hit some good shots, and and you know it's going to be a little bit tough. Well, you had a solid week at Savannah T twenty four. Does it feel like the momentum of the season is starting to shift, and you're starting to play some more better and consistent golf on a, on a regular basis? Yeah, I mean Savannah was a good was obviously a good week. Could have been could have been a better week, I think. And you know, I hit it, I hit the ball okay. Um, I didn't hit it great, um, but but just saw some good things in Savannah, um, you know, and, and then had a couple of weeks off and just kind of, kind of cleaned some things up. And I felt like, I felt like I played better last week in Alabama than I did in Savannah. I know I missed the cut by one, but yeah, I just I had a few, too many three putts the first day and I, and I played really good and, and really tough conditions on Friday. Um, and, Unfortunately, just missed the cut by one. And I was really hoping I could kind of sneak in because I felt like I was starting to play good. And, and I feel like that's kind of carried over this week. So I'm hoping for some good things this week, too. So I, I feel like everything's kind of, yeah, everything's kind of starting to click. Some some really good things are happening um, finally. And, and, you know, I do feel some momentum, definitely. What's your status on the web.com at this point with the reshuffle and how that works? And for the listeners, it's it's – the explaining the reshuffle and who gets to where and who you know what tournaments you get in is there a is there a simple way of explaining it or is there a lot of moving parts to that i wish there was a simple way of explaining it but it you know we sit we sit around the locker room and try to figure out oh, are you going to be good this week or you know and you know what are you looking for the reshuffle and so we're trying we try to figure it out too but essentially what happens is you got you got your top 20 top 75 you know from last year obviously some of those guys have gone to the pga tour and you know, you, you have certain guys that, that have full status that are guaranteed any start that they want all year long. Um, and then, you know, after that, you have certain guys like to get, like getting Walter that won the Q school. He's going to have guaranteed full status. Guys that won Latin America and China and McKinsey Turf. 
um, order merits, they're, they're going to have full stats. So you got these different categories that have guaranteed starts all year long. And then after that, um, to fill fields, you have different certain. So th- after that, you have conditional status, essentially, um, guys. And so every four events, they do what's a reshuffle and where they reshuffle um, everybody based on well, it's points earned. It used to be money, so, but this year it's up there using a point system. So based on points earned. And um, and then within that, there are certain categories like Q school. If you finish top 10 in Q school, you're guaranteed the first 12 starts, and then you go into the reshuffle. And you finish top four, or 11th to 40th, you're guaranteed eight starts. This is the first two reshuffles. And then you go, go in. And I, unfortunately, I missed... Uh, top 40 by by one shot. So I, I had conditional status um, starting the year. I wasn't guaranteed any starts. Was lucky to get in some early events. Didn't play well. Snuck barely snuck into Savannah and played well. Which which that top 25 got me into Alabama. And then the reshuffle happened last week. And so it's a very complicated system that even I don't get the whole deal of it. But essentially, what happened is after Alabama kind of a big chunk of guys got thrown in, reshuffled, and based on my points for my top 25 in Savannah, it upped my status. So that's how they feel fields, and and I was in pretty easily this week. Um, I feel I feel pretty good, at least for the next four events, uh, up to the next reshuffle. You know, obviously, you're, you're not – you want to play well and, you know – you just have a good week and takes care of itself. Yeah, I was say, you, know, good, you don't really want to think about the reshuffle. Yeah, good um, play. But if to you're not of... getting starts, yeah, if you're not getting starts, you ain't gonna. It's kind of hard to, to get your card or even get your PDA to record. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but it's sort of like good play sort of takes care of itself, right? If that's exactly that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So you just try to take the mindset of you know you're trying to win every week. Um, you know, it, or you just have or necessarily just. Just play your best every week. It'll take care of itself. You played 23 events last year on the web.com tour. What did you learn or what were a couple of the things you learned being out there for a full season that, that makes you more prepared for this season? Mm, I, I think the, fir- the first thing I learned is that I, I needed to take weeks off. Um, I played horribly the last 15 events or so of the year. Um, and I, I really struggled and, Obviously, I was in a position I had to, I had to, felt like I had to play. I think it's a really important. I think I played, I think it was the last 15 of the last 16 weeks we were on the road. And it's just you're exhausted. You know, your body can't take it. You're mentally, you're just worn out. Um, and just all the stress and everything. And um, so I think just structuring my weeks better, um, not, not grinding as much Monday through Wednesday. Um, making sure you get your rest because it's, it's a long, long year. Um, obviously learn, you know, playing the golf courses, a lot of them, you know, we're seeing again this year that, that definitely helped is that's tough. That first year is, you know, with all the travel and everything, you might just get one look at a golf course that guys have played four or five, six times, you know, and, and you're only getting their one look at it before you got to compete. So you're, you feel like you're a little bit of a disadvantage. Um, and I think, I think just being out here and being more comfortable this year just has, has helped. I mean, it's, there's just a certain comfort level 
that it didn't necessarily have last year. Because again, it's just it's new cities. You don't really, you know, you don't really know the places to eat, or the places to stay, and or the golf courses. And then that's 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 tough. That's a tough life. Uh, you're 35 years old, so there's a lot of young guys out on the on the web. Young being, mm-hmm. you know, 23, 24, and under. What impresses you the most about this young generation's game? And then on the flip side, where do guys like you who are seasoned and you've been doing this a while and you know what you're doing out there, you're, you're a seasoned mm-hmm. terrain professional, what advantage do you guys then have over you know, that generation just kind of getting on the web.com tour? Uh, I mean, these guys coming out now are they're, – they're prepared. I mean, they're, they're coming out. They're already – they know how to travel because, you know, you know, when I was playing, I, you know, you weren't traveling a whole lot. Um, these guys are tr- literally traveling the world playing, you know, even amateur events. So they, they, they've learned how to travel. They, they already know the life. They're already settled into it. So, you know, and, and they're good. They're just better players coming out than when I, when I came out. Um, they're just more prepared. Um, they're further along. Um, they're just more mature. It seems like. Um, and I think, you know, for, for guys like us, you know, we kind of, we had to learn, I felt like I, you know, at my age, I had to learn it kind of the hard way, you know, and, um, especially being on, on web, some of these younger guys, um, have never had to play a mini tour before I had to, you know, drive through the night and drive event to event and, and live that kind of rough life, um, which, which absolutely sucks. But, you know, at the time, you, you learn a lot through that process, too. Um, and so I think that's that's kind of an advantage that we have is just kind of, you know, when things things get rough, we, you know, we, we appreciated things a lot more, I think. Um, and, and I know there's there's a lot of good kids out there that are that are very mature. Um, like I, I've gotten to know like Maverick McNeely pretty well. And I mean, that kid is. 23 years old and I mean going on 35 I mean that's that's what impresses me the most I think about a lot of these kids it's just they're just they're they're just very mature um and you know you know you can you can easily tell the ones that are that are going to make it so hey guys this is Jay from sub 70 first of all thanks for listening to the podcast I handle most of the marketing, uh, social media accounts, website, message board accounts, etc. Just wanted to pop in to let you guys know there are a number of third-party reviews that have been posted. Uh, We appreciate all of the feedback we've received. Just this past couple of weeks, there were uh, reviews posted by John Sherman over at Practical Golf, Ryan at Independent Golf Reviews. Uh, there's been previous reviews from Golficity, Golf Unfiltered, Plugged In Golf, uh, and there should be more coming soon, uh, including Iron and Wedge reviews from My Golf Spy and some other sources. So keep an eye out for those. Please keep in mind that every purchase does come with a 60 day guarantee. If you ever have any fitting questions, please reach out to us. There's no cost. We will be more than happy to talk to you about what you're trying to accomplish and do everything we can to get you the right equipment uh, to get that done for you. So thanks again for listening to the podcast and back to the interview.
Golf can be a, a very hard game, you know, just in general for amateur golfers. And it's very difficult at the professional level um, at times. And you went through a stretch where you were missing cuts and it was hard. How do you work through that? How do you keep grinding? And how do you keep that self-belief that that you can get through the other side and, you know, you do have the talent? And, and what can us amateurs kind of learn from from having to kind of grind through a tough period of, of golf? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it it's hard. Um, you know, and there's there's not all the times that you have it. You don't always have that self belief um, necessarily. You do you do you do hit rock bottom and say, do you know, can I even do this anymore? Um, and you know, why am I putting myself through this? Um, I've had had that conversation quite a bit. Um, but you do get back to you no. Know, I can, you know, I can do this. It's hard, but, and a lot of golfers, I mean, we're essentially, we're gluttons for punishment. You know, I mean, you gotta, you gotta be a little bit crazy to do what we do. Um, you know, there's no fallback. There's no, you know, who wants to be on the road away from their family and nothing stable in your life. I mean, that's, you gotta be a little crazy to do that. And so I think we, part of us, kind of enjoy the struggle a little bit. I mean, I think that's what you kind of got to do a little bit. You, you just, as weird as it sounds, you got to enjoy the struggle. I mean, it's, it's surely it's not great. It's great playing well, but I, I enjoy, sometimes I enjoy the challenge of not playing well and trying to figure that, that puzzle out. And it can be frustrating at times, but it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's definitely challenging. Yeah. And I think when people, you know, and you're not the only guy who's gone through it, right? Like with Justin Rose mm-hmm. missing cuts. I mean, it can happen, right? It's it, the, the, oh, yeah. the, the, it's so competitive out there. But I think the the inspirational part, at least, you know, when I was kind of doing my research for this, is like you haven't quit, and you mm-hmm. got through. You know, school, you're back on out there again this year. You know, and then Savannah, you're playing well. Like I think it's inspirational as much as we all love the game to see the pros who even at times struggle still have it in them to go like, yeah, I've got the talent. I can do this. I love the story of the guys going through that period and then coming out the other side of it and and playing some good golf. I, you know, it makes me want to go in, you know, and and, and go and grind at it harder next time I'm on the golf course. I love it. I mean, there's so many stories like that, you know, I mean, the guy is like a Ted Potter. I remember when, I mean, the guy, when I, when I was playing Hooters tour, I mean, he was winning, four or five times a year. I mean, he, he's one of the leading money winners all time out there. And he got his, I, th- I think he got uh, his web status. I think it was maybe about our time at the time. And um, for the first time, and I think he missed every cut that year, you know, and then, and then eventually gets status back and gets his PGA tour card. And of course he, you know, he won AT&T last year. And then, a guy like a Martin Trainer is kind of the same deal that struggled his first year out and had no status last year and then won in Mexico and now he's he's PJ Tour winner this year. So right. um so there's a lot of stories like that. Like you you pointed out Justin Rose. So it's like you know, so that that's kind of what keeps you going is like, okay, guys have kind of guys have been through this before and come out the other side. You know, it it's it's possible. You know, and and, and there's been quite a few of them. So that's kind of what keeps you going a little bit and you kind of hear those stories and you're like, all right, you know, I, I, I can do that. I can do this. Yeah. I mean, I've had, you know, a bunch of guys on the podcast and it's, it's never just a straight line to the top. There is so much mm-hmm. grinding and, you know, 
the, the, you know, you think of like, uh, we had Tom Pernice Jr. on, right? And like, mm-hmm. he didn't peak till his 40s. He, he grinded right. around the world and all, you know, when you think of him as like an established player, but man, it was, right. it was a long journey for him to become an established player. Then he sort of got to that next level and maintained it for, mm-hmm. you know, he was on, he was exempt on the PGA Tour at 50. So it's, it's always usually a really interesting backstory of the, you know, how this, even the names that we all recognize as, as even golf fans, it's not straight out of college and you're on the PGA Tour for 30 years. That does, that yeah, most of the time, and that I, does not I think happen. you may, you, Right. I think you make a great point, too, is, you know, it's easy to just kind of look at, at results at the end of the week as well. But, you know, with what what we do in playing golf is there's ups and downs. Golf's just an up and down kind of sport anyway. You know, even in the course of one round, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs. And so, you know, you just recognize, OK, it's, some downs are last longer than others, unfortunately. But there's, you know, there's a lot of ups, too. Um, and I think. I think that it's just nice to be able to step, but some step back sometimes to look at the bigger picture and 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 just see, okay, am I trending certain ways or, or whatever? So sometimes you do feel rock bottom. Sometimes it's a lonely place, but you know when you do go out and have that good round, then, then obviously then everything changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that you're right though, right? Like that is you guys do it at a professional level, but that is the game of golf, right? It's mm-hmm. it's at whatever level you're at, it's not that easy. But like I said, when you see someone doing it professionally, keep grinding through. I I don't know. I think it's I love it. Like like <laughs> I said, it makes me want to practice harder next time I'm out there to do it. And uh I think I think the golf yeah. fans truly appreciate because we all know how difficult the golf you know golf can mm-hmm. be. Yeah, so right. I, I love it, man. I love it that you're you're out there grinding and doing it and and, and seeing some results from that hard work, right? Like you've been playing yeah. better golf, so that's the cool part right. of it. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I know you grew up in Arkansas, and mm-hmm. my question is, how did you start playing golf, and how did that you know pathway lead you to to, to being a professional and, and and doing this for a living? I actually, my dad always played. Um, he's a he's a pretty good player. And so I, I just grew up around it, um, you know, going to the right driving ranges with him and everything. And he's, he, I think he got probably up to a plus two or whatever and played in a lot of the state tournaments and stuff. So, you know, he was a pretty accomplished player. And so, like I said, I, I just grew up playing golf and, you know, I played other sports as well, baseball and, and just got to a point, you know, where, you know, like 12, 13 years old, okay, time to pick, kind of pick one sport and, and, golf and I don't think you know I obviously you know you always want to you know it's I, when I played baseball I wanted to be a pro baseball player you know when I play golf you know I wanted to be a professional golfer but I didn't think, really think it was a you know you never really you, you got dreams right but you know I think the first time I really thought it might be possible I, I grew up in at Monmouth Country Club and uh Ken Duke at the time would he was playing up in Canada, I believe, and he would come down and kind of spend the off seasons, kind of work in the shop, play, you know, and, and play and practice. And so I got to know him pretty well. And I was, I mean, I was 12, 13 years old or whatever at the time. And, and he was really good to me and, and just seeing him kind of grind it out and play and following him during the summer when he was up in Canada and just kind of opened my eyes to the whole world of professional golf, you know, and, seeing you know that life and under kind of understanding what really professional golf is 
and just being intrigued by that, you know, and he, he was awesome to me and, um, you know, would, I remember just waiting, him closing the shop early, we'd go play a few holes or when he was out, he'd always t- let me tag along and play. And so, you know, obviously looking up to him and we actually had a cool, I remember, I still remember this is Monday into my first web.com event back in 2006 or something like that in Springfield. And I hadn't seen him in years. He'd moved, to, he'd end up moving to Florida and, you know, where the weather's better and, and the winters and stuff. And, had some success and been playing by.com tour, I guess it was, was at the time web.com. And, um, and so I hadn't seen him in years and I remember going into the locker room and he's there, for, you know, to get lunch and he makes a beeline across the locker room and, and wreck. I mean, I hadn't probably seen him in 10 years. And, uh, and he's like, I always knew you were going to be here. And so that was just kind of a cool thing that, you know, I just remember and, and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, seeing him some last year was was awesome. But I think that was kind of the first time, just kind of following him was kind of the first time that I, you know, really kind of saw that life. And I was like, hmm, I, could, I want to do that. Well, um, what a cool story, too, right, to have kind of one of your boyhood heroes kind of pay you the respect right. on the other side of saying, like, yeah, I saw you had the talent. Like, mm-hmm. that's a great story. And he's had a really it, solid career, man. Like, he's a hell of a good yeah. player. And that's kind of what, you know, has kind of kept me going is he – you know, he didn't really see success. He grinded a long time, and he really didn't see success until late, late in his career. Yep. And um, you know, but he, but he was, he stuck it out. You know, and 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 knew, you know, he knew that he belonged out there, and and you know, when when he finally got his opportunity, he took advantage of it. So, you know, that's kind of what what helps keep me going. It's like it's seeing a guy like that that I look it up to. You know that they kind of had a similar story as maybe not, you know, didn't really get his chance until later, but took advantage. A, another Arkansas uh, legend, John Daly, any, uh, any good John Daly stories? And did you ever, <laughs> as you were a good amateur player, did you ever get to meet him? And was he kind of another one of those guys you looked up to when you were growing up? Yeah, a little bit. Um, definitely, you know, obviously, you know, being from Arkansas, you know, everybody knows John and, and, um, I've met him. I've met him a couple times. I actually had a, a good buddy of mine that when I was playing mini tours, we we roomed together. Was from Dardanelle and good friends with him. And so I think we had an event in Mississippi. I think a mini tour event, and we we'd both missed the cut, and and it happened to be the same week as the event in Jackson. And so he's like, "Hey, well, we just why don't we just go over to Jackson and hang out?" And so. We went over and and ended up we hung out on the, followed him for you know for both his rounds and and hung out with him on the bus you know after each of each of them you know his big bus that he's got and had a good time he's 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 such a great guy so yeah the guys really like good. him right like he's he's supposed yeah. to be a sweetheart of a guy like I think, he is. I, I think the guys on tour really like him on a personal level. On top of the talents and everything he's accomplished, they they, they seem like there's a lot of affection for him. Like they really really enjoy him. He's just a good old Arkansas boy. That's a, that's all it is. He's just down to earth, and and we had. I mean, I know I had a good time hanging out with him. Uh, when you did turn pro in in 2006, what mini tours uh, did you did you start off playing and? Uh, what was the progression of that to uh, for kind of like your first go around of 
from here to there to there? Like what was sort of the progression you mm-hmm. took in that pathway? So I, t- I started, I think the first uh, mini tour I played was the Adams tour um, at the time, which is essentially like a Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, kind of that central, south central area, um, Oklahoma, stuff like that. And so that's that's kind of where I started. And then actually, actually, I was part of there in, in around 2007, I think there was a tour called the U.S. Pro Golf Tour. And I know some. I know where this people, one's going. You, you know this one. Yep. You heard this story. Oh, yeah. They, and they ended up buying a lot of the tours around and promising big purses, which in hindsight, you know, was too good to be true. And I think I lost like seven or eight grand that I, you know, because you were prepaying entry fees and yep. all this kind of stuff. And I think I lost like seven or eight grand. They ended up going oh. under. And oh, one of the sucks. only ones that didn't get bought up was Hooters Tour. And so this was, this is, this was crazy. Around 2008, 2009, Hooters Tour was having, they were in $250,000 purses. They're in full fields. I think there's 50, 60 guys trying to Monday qualify for a mini tour event every week because they were the only ones that were still, still operational. Right. You know, guys are just starving for a place to play. And I was fortunate enough to get status on that. So I played on that for a couple of years. And then, you know, obviously in doing Q school and stuff like that and trying right. to, you know, I made it to second stage and stuff like that, but never really was going anywhere. And then, um, I've been dating my wife for my, my wife now for about four, you know, about four years or so. And we're getting to the point where, you know, we're looking to settle down. I, I hadn't been, hadn't really had much progress as far as Q school and we're getting to any status anywhere. Um, so, you know, I, I, I quit playing. Um, got a job working at, as an assistant at the Elotion Club in Little Rock. And so we, yeah, we got married and, um, so I worked at the Lotion Club for two years and then moved over to Pleasant Valley Country Club and worked there for three years. And about that time, you know, my wife was, was working her way through, through school, working our, on her master's, stuff like that during that time. And when she was graduating and got a good job opportunity there in town and, uh, I was just getting the itch to maybe go try to play again. And just kind of just wasn't really happy, you know, where I was. Um, and so luckily I had, you know, good support and family and friends help, you know, helping me out and was able to, I think it was 2015, something like that. I went back out and played APT tour, um, and Tron key school and played out there for a few years and up until year before last, I guess, two Q, two Q schools ago. And um, I was just kind of reaching a point where it was like, again, it was like, you know, I think I missed it second stage or at first stage by one, like two years in a row. And so going into Q school that year, it was kind of like, okay. And, you know, I've had a conversation. It's like, okay, this is my, I'll just go through Q school. This is the last time I'm trying. I'm not going to play many tours next year. I'm going to do it, you know, find a job. <laughs> I think I shot, I was out three or four outside the number of the first stage and shot 66 and a good hard course in Houston. Um, last round at first stage to, to make it through and then played really good at second stage and made it through and, and then played really good 
final stage and got got him a guaranteed starts on web. So it's like okay. Right. So well, now, you're good to go. now, right. now I got to get ready to go to the Bahamas, right. you know, and I was almost like, you almost had your mind made up that you're done, you know? And so now it's like, Oh my gosh. And so it was kind of, kind of shocking at first. And was, uh, was there a freedom in that knowing like, you know, you kind of were, if it doesn't work out, it's okay. And then you just sort of freed <laughs> it up and played and like, obviously to get through that gauntlet, it's hard. Like you played some good Obviously golf. there's, obviously there's something there because I've done it two, two years in a row. Uh, kind of under the same circumstances, you know, and so, you know, after last year, not playing very well, I had to go back to first stage again and then just kind of took the same deal. It was like, all right, I'm going to try it one more time. If I get status back, great. If not, and then, you know, I made it through essentially through all threes. I made it to, to final stage and, and had decent conditional status and was able, was going to get some starts. So it's like, you know, there's obviously a little bit of freedom there. I think there's a little bit. I think I play better when my back's against the wall, kind of too. You know, and maybe it just I just don't want to get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> I think is is maybe a little bit of it. I think there's be a lot of guys out here that would probably feel the same way. Finding Mrs. You know, Smith's but, head cover on the seventh hole isn't exactly something you want to do for the rest of your life. No, no, no. Or, or, and then not saying that there's anything wrong with it, but I would def, I would much rather be traveling and, and playing and competing. Um, but yeah, I think there's a little, there's a little bit of everything involved in that. When you were, when you were a golf professional at a, at a club, did you do a lot of teaching or did you, did you play a lot with the members or what was sort of your role as you, you know, were an assistant, obviously a really, really good player. So yeah. how did they sort of utilize your skill set at those clubs? I mean, I did a lot of, I did a lot of shop stuff. Um, at my, at Pleasant Valley, I, I was able to teach quite a bit. A lotion's a little bit different. They don't exactly get a whole, whole lot of rounds. Um, it's it truly is a, is a special place, but they don't, they don't get a whole lot of play. Um, but at Pleasant Valley, um, I was definitely teaching and I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, but it's just a, it, it's a grind. I mean, you're working 50, 60 hours a week, you know, and giving lessons and, and, it, and it's just tough. I mean, you, you, you're essentially not getting, you know, maybe one day off. You get no weekends, you get, which is no holidays, you know, which essentially, you know, even though I'm traveling a lot, I can pick my weeks. I can make sure that I'm off for holidays, you know, if I need to be, you know, so I'm a little bit more versatile there. Um, but you're still gone and working, you know, as an assistant. And so, but I did a lot of the shop stuff and did a lot of the inventory stuff and just the normal day to days as well. Yeah. Uh, next time you see your PGA professional at your shop, thank them because I don't, mm -hmm. you know, the average person probably does not realize how many hours that pro is putting in per mm -hmm. week during the season to make the club run smooth, the members happy and your golf swing work, right? They've, it, they work absolutely. their asses off. Again, it like, it takes a special person that do that job and work those hours and be away from their family that much. I mean, it's, 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 it's a stressful job. It really is. And I don't think, I don't think the average person understands the number of hours that their golf professional is putting in. Yes. I'm, uh, you know, I always tell our pro like, thank you. And you know, and by the way of, you know, I wouldn't <laughs> be playing as the level I'm playing at without your help. Like those guys have right. so many different hats they have to wear, right? You're absolutely, it's merchandising. It's they're half psychologists. It's, it's, yeah. they got a lot. So thank your pro. They, they do a hell of a job for the game. They really do. Absolutely. Well, I've got a few more questions for you. They're sort of quick hitters and then, uh, we'll get you out of here. So just kind of, no worries. 
when you're on the web.com tour, what's one of the favorite cities that you might have not had on your radar, but you visited it and you absolutely loved it? Ooh, uh, a tough one because I got to go through these. Um, I, think Ox- I mean, Oxford was fun last year. Um, obviously, you know, I, I played well there last year, but I'm, unfortunately we're not going back this year. Um, Savannah is Savannah is great. Um, just the atmosphere of the golf course, and then you know the the membership is they have volu- they have so many volunteers. It's unbelievable. They run it very a very very good event, and plus it's just Savannah. It's just a cool old town. I mean, just a good old southern town. This uh, this week's a little bit different. Like we're I told you, I'm, I'm actually, like I said, I'm sitting in a parking lot in Hondo, Texas, because I don't have no reception at, at my place where I'm staying, but we're staying essentially on a ranch, a cattle ranch in a, at a hunting club. And there's like 15 of us and, um, players and caddies. And so it's a really cool, like to have that many guys kind of hanging out that we've been hanging out all week, you know, at nights and everything. And, you know, I got a, I got a fire pit outside and everything, and so that's in a big old community room with a pool table, and so that that's been cool just having that um, and and meeting new guys and hanging out with them all week. Um, but we we travel to some pretty cool pretty cool towns. Um, you know, San Francisco obviously is, is is neat, and so we travel a lot. Unfortunately, I don't think I get to see as many of the towns because we're so routine oriented that we're just. You know, I think a little bit that I'd like to change this year we were talking about earlier is just is being less, spending less time in the hotel and the golf course. You know, it seems like some weeks that's the only two places you spend time, you know, and so getting out to see these towns a little bit more and experience the culture is kind of is one thing I'd like to do a little bit different and that'll help take, you know, the stress off a little bit. Well, besides uh, fans going out to see you play, if you were a fan <laughs> and going on the web.com, is there is there a player that you would be like, yeah, I would watch that guy play for 18 holes? Oh, uh, there's a lot of guys like that. I think my first one would be maybe like Brandon Matthews, um, just for how far he hits it. It's ridiculous. Um, by far, he's, he's easily the longest guy that I've, I've played with, um, I've, yeah, I played a few practice rounds with Cameron Champ last year and they're, they're pretty close. I think Brandon might get him by a little bit. Um, so that would be one that I think people would appreciate just to see how ridiculously far he hits it. Um, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of exciting young players that I think pretty much any group you follow, you're going to see some good golf out here. I mean, there's so many good players out here it's stupid most unique golf club you have in your bag and it could be unique for a professional (laughs) or because you've had it in there for 10 years and you just can't get rid of this club is there one that stands out uh no no um i'm not really i haven't really been much of a tinkerer um i have i have lately uh i just kind of did some shaft testing and 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 changed shafts i'm i think i've played this would be the third different shaft i've ever played you know I was, i've been pretty consistent i've actually i, I, I i'm i'm the tideless guy so i've I played cb the title cb since college so i don't change those i don't change much wouldn't say there's anything 
anything unique <laughs> or or old. Um, you know, I I update wedges pretty pretty regularly and stuff like that. So yeah, no, no, nothing unique in there. Like most good golfers, we enjoy a good beer every now and then. Is there a favorite craft beer right now that is that is on the list that our listeners should try if they see it out at a bar Ooh. or nineteenth hole? Ooh, there's so many good there's so many good ones. I think um you know, when I'm in town, when I'm when I'm home, um, we have a, a brewery called Lost Forty. Um, that's just a really cool atmosphere, and they make some unbelievable beer. Um, I think Trash Panda is one from from them is one of my favorites. Obviously, um, when we were in San Francisco last year, I was able to to take my pilgrimage to Russian River, and I think we I, we bought an extra suitcase to bring home a case of Pliny. Um, priorities. which is, that, that is definitely priorities, you know? So that was, that was, that was a treat for my wife and I and, and to be able to, you know, drink that straight at the, at the bar, at the, at the pub there was unbelievable. Um, but I definitely, when I'm in, when I'm in town and that's kind of one of my things is when I'm in town, I like to see, okay, is there any local breweries and maybe try something different one night and just kind of just, just to see what what the local scene has um that's kind of that's my that's my way to kind of get away and kind of you know maybe experience the town a little bit favorite golf course you've ever gotten to play in your life and what makes the architecture of that club so amazing it's like asking who your favorite kid is you know i mean um i think two good two cool experiences were i, I played two u.s amateurs um one was at at Marion and one was at, uh, at Wingfoot. I think those are, that, that was just cool. Just getting to play a USGA event, something like a US amateur, the way it was set up and everything. Um, I think Marion, I, I really enjoyed Marion. Just the, the ability to fit so many good holes in such a small piece of property, you know, and never really feel cramped, um, was really, was really impressive. Um, you know, I, I, I try to, I try to find somewhere in town every Wednesday because, you know, unless I'm playing the program, which is very rare, I try to find kind of that cool old course. So, um, you know, I'm hoping to play a few good ones. One of the, one of my favorites from last year was, was a course in, uh, Nebraska, Wild Horse, just, just off the interstate. Just, oh, I played it. Isn't it fantastic? You played Wild Horse is unbelievable. Yeah. Is absolutely unbelievable, and and was actually, you know, got the the got to know talk to the superintendent through Twitter a little bit, and just the talking to people there, and I mean they they built the whole place for just a couple million dollars or something, it's just dirt cheap, and the place is one of the best golf courses I've ever played, and it's phenomenal condition. Can you believe that's and, the town Muni? That's the town Muni. No, I mean that's that's what's unbelievable, and it's. It's one of the top best golf courses I've ever played, and it's—I mean—it's loads of fun. It's—it's it's unbelievable, and you know, I—I I took a little side trip to Sweetens Cove, which is obviously, which is, you know, most people know about. But yeah, what'd you too. think of it? What'd you think? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I—I I, I really enjoyed it. I actually got to play with uh, with uh, Patrick Boyd, and yeah, you know, he was up there and sure. got out of the shop and that was, that was, that was fun. So we talked about architecture and everything and that was a cool experience. Got to play a little bit of cross country golf out there 
but I went out there. It was, I think it was a Sunday afternoon, and you know, the last hour and a half or so was we were pretty much the only ones on the golf course, and so that was a really cool experience. And I think it's, you know, there's some really really cool golf holes out there, and I know I know Rob and them did it. They're fantastic job out there with that. It's an amazing so, story. It's just amazing how they saw that thing mm-hmm. through and finally getting, you know, getting all the recognition. I haven't played it, but I'm sure I would love it because the guys who I respect oh, yeah. their opinions of just say it's such a great experience, oh, it, it, a fantastic it is. golf course. It is. And, you know, just the just the, the feel of the place and the laid-back atmosphere, is, is, it's, it's really cool. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And so hopefully hopefully we'll get to, to play a few really good ones that you know i'd like to maybe try to sneak over and play you know maybe somewhere cool in chicago when we're up there and, you know i'm just trying to yeah let me know on that one i mean uh, <laughs> absolutely I've got a be, uh, hey, hey you notice how i dropped that one hey, yeah man. uh if you haven't played chicago <laughs> golf club or shore acres uh you know i know a couple guys over there that can probably help out with it but yeah, yeah i mean like chicago is oh my gosh it's probably well, the best I mean, inland links you can golf get me on either one of those two i'm there Text me, brother. I can help you out with that one. I, I know a few people around this area. And, and back to the Nebraska thing, did you? If you played Wild Horse, you got to get out and play Dismal. And then my favorite golf course in the world. We're going on a tangent here. Sand Hills in Mullen is unbelievable. If you look, yeah, because the, the I'd actually, was, I'd actually DM the get in touch with the superintendent out there to try to get on Sand Hills, and he's like, "Man, if it was any other day, you know, they were they were." busy i guess for them that day and he's like i i get you out there and that was mine yeah yeah, exactly and so you know maybe then maybe hopefully that'll work out this year because that was my original goal is is maybe to sand hills and then you know somebody recommended wild horse you know which is essentially it's right there where you get off the interstate to go to sand hills and and so that it was more just like okay i can i can go play that place right off the interstate and you know and i heard it was really good and then obviously it still blew me away no, yeah, and, and the, that place is. Sand Hills is it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, my addiction is bad enough. I actually joined Dismal River, so I joined a club <laughs> that's an eleven hour drive away, a national member <laughs> yeah. because I love it yeah. out there that much. So if you ever yeah. want to play Dismal, just let me know on that one, and I can I can help you there too. But it's also with the Doak and the Nicholas there, and that topography yeah. is just it's incredible. So yeah, that that whole piece of pro- just that whole area is is cool. I mean, it's just perfect for golf. It is. If you like Lynx golf, and we were talking about fast, firm conditions where the ball bounces, right? I yep. mean, uh, yep. it's so creative. And in the wind, the golf course is out there. You know, either mm-hmm. any of those three, they all play different. They all, you have to use your imagination. One day you could hit a nine iron into the green, the next could be a five wood. But yet yeah. the architecture is so good, it allows for that play. It's just, it's as good as golf gets, in my opinion, that region mm-hmm. of that sandy region of Nebraska. Uh, you, if you, those those turf conditions with the great architecture, it's about mm-hmm. as perfect as it gets. So I would I, I would one hundred percent agree. Uh, one last one here for you, and I'll get you out of here. How in the world did you run out of gas last week? And then I love the picture <laughs> on Twitter when you're standing there on the side of the road, like, how in the hell did I just accomplish this one? So this what's is, the this is funny because I was actually I was having a Ed Ed Lore asked me the same question and during at lunch during our rain delay today because we were I was up there trying to get a little practice in and we essentially were just hanging out and he's like how in the hell did you run out of gas and then so I'm sitting around and and he then his second question was why did you post about it 
there and then and you know my deal is you just gotta own your mistakes you know it's it's, it's all right um but no it's uh, just driving to the middle of nowhere and you just you lose track you're making good time you know you're you're wrapped up in your podcast and what you're listening to and and uh and the gas light goes out goes off and i'm like oh i didn't even thought about that and but you know i know hey i got I know, I know my car, you know, once that thing goes off, I can go 50 miles on the interstate, you know, and I'm good. And I got on the GPS, uh, gas station, 30 miles. Awesome. Then I went about 15 miles and just traffic came to a stop. Oh God. No. And, <laughs> and so you're, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, okay. And so you're just watching the thing and you're just like, okay, keep going. And it's at 30, 45 minutes or something in traffic. And so finally they were, get through is that have to be a car on fire i think everybody was okay i hope anyway and so then you're like okay oh all right just make it as close as possible and you're counting down the miles and everything and, and like there's you know, the needles below empty and you're like okay any time and finally i crested the hill to where i could see the gas station sign and as soon as i saw the gas station sign you just hear the do 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 and I'm like, oh, no, no. And you throw it in neutral and try to go as far as you can. And I got within, like, 0.8 miles or something like that. And, uh, and it, by the way, if you ever want to know what pressure of, like, final stage of Q school feels like, just put your car on empty and hope you make it to a gas station. This is exactly what it feels like. It's just that nervous, like, I don't want to have to have to walk. And so luckily, it, luckily I went out within a mile, you know, of the gas station. It wasn't too terribly long of a walk. Um, and they had that, luckily they had gas cans too. So it would have really been bad if I was about seven miles away or whatever. I just literally on the middle of nowhere, but, uh, it happens. You, know? you survived. You survived. I survived. It's, it's, a, it's just, called a know, learning experience, right? It is, it is a learning experience, you know, for the, Next few months, you're just going to fill up when it gets t- about half empty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gets down to a quarter of a tank. You're not going to do that one again. <laughs> That's exactly right. The thing is, I mean, you drive, we drive so much and just trying to, you're trying to get there as fast as you can. Try to spend as little time in a car as you possibly can, you know. And so you're like, okay, if I can squeeze out a little bit more, I only have to stop once or whatever. And so uh, that's, that's essentially what I was trying to do and just cut it. Flew too well, close to the sun. Well, look at the bright side. It made for a great story for a podcast. So I applauded that it happened, right? Your <laughs> buds on tour love the story. So, I mean, you yeah, know. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's I mean, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stories that happen out here on the road. It's just, exactly. it, it's a typical golf travel. Well, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Um, we'll be watching this week. Play really well. Um, loved the conversation thanks thank again you. for coming on and uh, we'll kind of follow you the rest of the season and uh you know when we get when you get that win out there I, hopefully i can get you back on the podcast and we'll talk about it that hey that'd be the dream right exactly hey thanks I appreciate so much it, jason yeah absolutely anytime